On today's Locked on Jayhawks, we are previewing Kansas versus Illinois, one of the biggest games of the season for KU and determining how the year will go. And it's just in week two of the year, blackout incoming, Friday night game, all that and more on today's edition of Locked on Jayhawks. You are Locked on Jayhawks, your daily podcast on the Kansas Jayhawks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Derek Johnson. You can hear me as well Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. on KLWN in Lawrence with Rock Chalk Sports Talk. Thanks for making Locked on Jayhawks your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get any of your podcasts. You can also find our show, like and subscribe to it on our YouTube page. And on today's edition of the show, we're previewing Kansas versus Illinois. We're going to get to our top storylines. We're going to get to our Illinois scouting report, matchups of the game, and Hawks to soar in this one to be on the lookout for for KU. First, though, this episode of the show is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase with Game Time. So KU takes on Illinois. Both teams enter this game at 1-0. Kansas beat Missouri State last week 48-17. Illinois survived Toledo 30-28. Illinois actually leads the all-time series 3-2. And who could forget the last time these two teams met? All the way back in 1968, Kansas winning 47-7 in an absolute barn burner. Of a game. No, uh, it's been a long time since these two teams have played. Very long time. So not a lot of historical uh, memories, I think, for a lot of people between these two teams. Obviously, though, for Kansas, you had a, a slow first half against Missouri State. You picked it up, looked really good in the second half. Will that carry over to this week? For Illinois, you have a last-second field goal win. Does that momentum carry over to this week? And yes, I know they barely beat Toledo, but if you say, oh, they barely beat a team for the MAC, Toledo's the team that won the MAC a year ago. They're favored to win the MAC again this year. They're projected to be a team that's going to win eight or nine, maybe even can get to 10 wins this year. It's a really good MAC school in Toledo. So uh, I don't necessarily view that game as like an indictment on Illinois. I expected it to be a close game. The spread was only nine. I think I actually had money on Toledo plus nine. Go to FanDuel, uh, use code locked on. But, uh, you know, it's not necessarily an indictment. And a lot of times teams have their biggest improvement from week one to week two of the season. So don't necessarily view that game and just be like, oh, Kansas, of course, is going to win because look what Illinois did. No, that was a tough game for Illinois in week one. Top storylines, though, number one has to be Jalen Daniels' status. The time of recording for me, uh, we're still kind of in the dark. And to be honest, I think whatever report comes out this way or that way, I will believe Jalen Daniels is the starter officially when Jalen Daniels is out there with the first string offense. We've heard so much from the coaching staff. We've heard different reports from different people. We had the Brett McMurphy report earlier this week saying he was going to start. We've heard that he's progressing well or that he is going to play and then he doesn't play. Or We saw it on the, the video board. They announced him as a starter last week and then he ended up not playing, right? Like, we have seen so many different things that have said he's going to play, he's not going to play, that I am just going to say whatever happens in the first drive, if he's out there, he's out there. If he's not, he's not. Uh, that'll be the big question, though, because in a game like this where it is a coin flip game and Illinois has a really good defense, having Jalen Daniels, an upgrade potentially over Jason Bean, would obviously be important for you to win a game like this. Now, I, I still think you can win this game if Jason Bean ends up being the starter. Jason Bean is a very quality backup. It's just that if Jason Bean's the starter, it requires you to play even better on the defensive end, even better on the special teams end and, and run the ball well, which all those things you could do well in this game and that's going to be okay. So you can absolutely win this game with Jason Bean. 
But having Jalen Daniels, it, it makes that margin for error a little bit less, gives you more consistency at the quarterback position, just gives you a little bit more juice. Now, that is not just under the assumption, though, that it's Jalen Daniels, that it's a healthy Jalen Daniels. Because what happens if Jalen Daniels comes into this game and he takes a big hit and then the back's bothering him again, then Jason Bean has to go back in? Or what happens if Jalen Daniels comes in, but he's shaking the rust off and he doesn't look too good on the first drive or two because it takes some time uh, and you have to overcome a hole, which you know you did last year against West Virginia and Houston, and you almost did against Baylor. So this is a team that was good at coming back. But those will be questions, you know, not just will Jalen Daniels play? Does he look 100%? Does he look like the guy we're used to? Is he able to take hits? Is he able to be involved in the running game because of what he's been dealing with, the, the back injury? Everything around the quarterback position, to me, is the top storyline headed into this game for KU. Uh, the blackout, it's going to be a blackout for KU. We'll see how well that looks on TV because I don't know how many KU fans have black T-shirts. I saw they're giving out 5,000 free shirts, black shirts to uh, the KU fan, the KU students that are going into the game. They're also giving away, I saw black like rally towels to the other fans that are going into the game. So that'll make it look a little bit better. But uh, I, I don't know how many KU fans have, you know, black shirts just in general. Most of them are blue or red or yellow or, you know, maybe even just white, right? So that'll be interesting. I wish they were doing a full ticket, uh, full like t-shirt giveaway for all this stuff. I think that'd look really cool if everybody was wearing black. But the uniforms, I think, look awesome. Uh, I think they're going to be cool. And if it gets the players more juiced up, more energized, and the fans and the students more juiced up and energized up, that's a good thing on the field. You know, Deion Sanders, look good, play good, feel good, or I don't know. I, I totally messed that up. But nonetheless, you get the point. Look good, play good. Those are the two main ones to come away from there. Uh, the other big storyline here is this game, I think, is critical for Kansas to reach eight or more wins. When I was doing my season win total projection, I had Kansas to seven. I had them going on the over, but I had them losing this game because I had questions about well, what is the defense going to look like against a physical offense that can run it down your throat? We saw them struggle with that a season ago and really over the past two years. They've struggled uh, with run defense. Games last year where they gave up bigger rushing totals, they lost those games. In games where they held the opponent in check defensively running the ball, those are games that they won. And so you total that up and you're like, well, Illinois is a good running team. That scares you a little bit. But if you want to reach eight or more wins, I think you have to win this game. If you lose this game, that means to reach eight or more wins, you would have to go six and three or more in Big 12 play. And maybe you can do that, but if you lose this game, what's your confidence that you're going to win enough games against similar opponents to this, which, you know, this is a good bowl team that'll probably win. I don't know. They won eight games last year. Maybe they'll win six, seven, eight games this year in Illinois. That's going to be a lot of the similar competition you're going to be playing in the Big 12, like your BYUs and your UCFs and your Texas Techs of the world. Like those are going to be similar types of games to this. To where if you win this game, it's not just about the it gives you a, a win that's a coin flip game and it shows that you can beat some of those other teams, but also the momentum that this game would provide early in the season to benefit the rest of the way for Kansas. So, yeah, can they still win seven games not winning this game? I think so. Could they win eight without winning this game? Probably, but it gets really difficult. If you really do want to have that special season where you do win nine or more games and at the very least win eight, this game is your easiest avenue to getting there. It is such an important game this early in the season and it's such a good test this early in the season for what Kansas can possibly be. We're going to learn a lot about this team and I'm actually excited for that because it's nice to have this good of a learning tool early in the year. You didn't have as great of a learning tool in week one playing an FCS opponent. This week is going to tell us a lot about this team, not to say that they can't get better, that there won't be differences from this week to later weeks in the year, but this is going to tell us a lot about what this team's makeup is 
this early in the season. Now, as far as the quick scout on Illinois, one and zero that close win over a good Toledo team last year. They went eight and five. They had the number two defense in the country according to ESPN's SP Plus. Uh, they were also the number one defense by uh, I think it was points allowed per game. Um, and they were number one twenty or number twenty one overall on ESPN SP Plus. So this was basically a top twenty five team last year, and they return a bunch of All Big Ten players. They actually have uh, the most returning All Big Ten players of any Big Ten West school. I think they're fourth overall in the Big Ten behind uh, a couple of teams like Michigan and maybe Ohio State or something. Uh, but they did lose a ton in the secondary. They did lose uh, their starting quarterback and their starting running backs. New players taken over, obviously last week. Right now, for this year, though, they are 52nd in the country on ESPN's SP+. Kansas is 54th. So you have pretty much an even game. Kansas has the home field advantage. And if Jalen Daniels plays, maybe that gives you a little extra boost there that you didn't have last week. Um, Illinois did not have a great pass or run blocking grade in week one on Pro Football Focus. So that'll be something to watch because they do have big imposing linemen. And when you think of Brett Bielema coach football teams, you think of good offensive line play. So didn't grade out well against Toledo. We'll see if that was just a week one thing or if that carries over into this week. Uh, they also did not have a great pass rush grade in week one, but they graded excellently in coverage grade. And I thought the quarterback, Luke Altmaier, looked pretty good making his first start for the team. And uh, it didn't look like they have that kind of like Chase Brown star running back that they had last year, but they still are going to have probably good enough guys that can make you pay if you don't have a great run defense game or great tackling game in a game like this. All right, let's get on to our matchups of the game, our four biggest matchups to watch out for, in which Jayhawks could soar and uh, have matchups that could favor them in this game. First, though, this episode of the show is brought to you by Nutrafol. Men, are you tired of weakening or thinning hair? Do you want to reach your full hair potential? Leading hair growth supplement, Nutrafol, helps improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement, clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. And it works. In a clinical study, 84% of men showed improvement in their hair after six months taking Nutrafol men's hair growth supplements. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. Find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for a healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men and enter promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. That's Nutrafol slash dot com slash men promo code locked on college neutrafol.com slash men promo code locked on college our matchups of the game will start with first down our first biggest matchup of the game the KU offensive line against the Illinois defensive line Jerzon Newton who also goes by Johnny and Keith Randolph are both preseason All-Americans on the defensive line for Illinois uh, they actually have a nickname they go by the law firm between the two of them they had 27 tackles for loss last year, 81 quarterback pressures combined as a duo a season ago. This is about as good as it gets from a defensive line standpoint as you're going to play this year. I mean, we'll, we'll see what Texas brings to the table. Obviously, you'd imagine Oklahoma is going to have some good players, uh, even though they had bad defense last year. You think, I mean, they, they got a shutout in week one. We'll see. There's going to be some other teams on their schedule, Kansas State, who has good defensive lines and good fronts. But I don't know that it will be better than this one you're playing right now with Illinois. It might be just as good or there might be teams that are close. This one's going to be probably at the top 
if not the top. So how does the KU offensive line do? The offensive line looked good in week one. They looked good last season. The big key for me, can you run the football? Can you get a push on your simple running plays? You know, last year, KU at times did struggle with some of the the basic run plays, getting a push on the offensive line, but they would be good in pass coverage and good in the the option kind of running game. Can you do that in this game? Can you do that and more? I mean, the quarterback, Jason Bean, had all kinds of time last week to throw. Probably won't have all that kinds of time, but can you at least neutralize this enough that they're not causing a problem? I have confidence in this KU offensive line. I think they're a great unit for KU. This is where you're really going to know how good of a unit are they. Are they a good unit? by the national spectrum where they're you know maybe the 30th best offensive line unit in the country or are they a good unit by power five by top 25 standards right like is this a unit that can lead a top 25 team overall because honestly if you win this game you might be receiving votes illinois i think was receiving one vote in the top 25 so it's not like you know that would necessarily vault you or something but you might be receiving votes if you win this game and if you start the year 4-0 you're probably going to be ranked in the top 25 if not uh you'll be pretty darn close to it i would assume so show out in a game like this let's see how that can do because i think this is kind of a strength on strength matchup with the ku offensive line versus the illinois defense line i mean overall the ku offense versus the illinois defense that's strength on strength and i think that's where it's going to start at the line of scrimmage second down ku defense stopping the run They did not grade out well in their tackling grade last week, which is obviously a big part of stopping the run. On Pro Football Focus, they were given just a 47.5 tackling grade a week ago. Illinois likes to run the football. Brett Bielema likes to run the football. I don't think they have that superstar running back that we've seen Brett Bielema have, whether it was Wisconsin or Arkansas or even last year, Illinois with Chase Brown. Reggie Love II and Josh McRae have now kind of taken over the role as, as the top running backs. But even if they're not like superstars, at least right now, I do think they're quality running backs. And when you put a quality running back with an offense that likes to run the football, that emphasizes it with a big offensive line in front of him, that becomes dangerous. And if you're not tackling the ball carrier, that's a problem. Now, that tackling grade last week, a lot of times week one can be troublesome tackling, right? It's it's making that transition into the first week of the year, and you're gaining more of that physicality after maybe not you know playing in, in pads and full tackle all throughout camp because you're trying to keep guys healthy and there are certain NCAA rules. Um, maybe that's something that gets a lot better this week, but if you struggle again that much tackling ball carriers, that's going to be a huge problem in this game. When you look to last year, In games that Kansas gave up four and a half yards per carry or less, so 4.5 yards per carry or less, they were 6-0. In games that Kansas gave up 4.6 yards per carry or more, they were 0-7. Hold Illinois to 4.4 yards per carry. If if you give up 150 rushing yards in this game and they average 4.3 yards per carry, that's not like an elite game defensively. I think that's good enough to win this game. I think that's more than good enough to win this game. So just don't get wrecked in the running game, basically, is what I'm saying. But let's see how much better this run defense is, because that's what I've been saying all offseason. If this defense is going to be better, which I'm expecting it to, you might not be that much better at pass rush unit, be better against the run. And this is your best litmus test early in the year to show that you are just that. Third down, KU defense against a running quarterback. Now, this can add to the running game, too. Uh, Luke Altmaier had nine carries last week for 69 yards. He, uh, I think, was sacked once for like a loss of eight yards, though. So if you take that out, he really had 77 rushing yards last week against Toledo. 
that's obviously concerning. You have to deal with a dual threat quarterback. Now, KU went against Jacob Clark, um, and he had that one really long run. Overall, not a ton. Eight carries for 36 yards. I think if you take out the sack, he probably ends up at like 42, 43 yards, somewhere in that range. So he didn't take over on the ground, but that's still a notable enough number for a guy who you know, maybe isn't known for being the biggest dual threat in the world that you saw a couple big plays against it and you worry how is that going to translate into this game. I went back and I tallied up uh, how quarterbacks did against the KU defense on the ground. And I was actually surprised the numbers weren't like overly large. As a whole, 107 carries for 432 yards and seven rushing touchdowns. Again, that's really not that much. That's 30 rushing yards a game. That's not as much as I remember. However, if you look at this more in, in and then you went deeper and said, well, which are the quarterbacks they played that are good at running and which are the quarterbacks that are, aren't really known for it? Like last year, you played JT Daniels or I don't know, maybe like a Quinn Ewers, certain guys who aren't really known for running the ball. If we look at uh, these six guys, some of the individual performances, KJ Jefferson for Arkansas had 130 yards and two touchdowns. Tyler Shuck for Texas Tech had 76 yards and a touchdown. Their backup quarterback, Donovan Smith, came in, ran for a six-yard touchdown. So really, Tech quarterbacks had 82 yards and two touchdowns. Clayton Toon, who was a dual threat, 63 yards and a touchdown. Max Duggan, 55 yards and a touchdown. Riley Leonard for Duke, 54 yards. Dylan Gabriel had 37 yards and a touchdown, which means that among the six games you played against maybe the best dual threat quarterbacks that you played, they had 421 rushing yards and seven touchdowns. And now that's more of a problem. Now that's, you know, you're talking, what, 70 rushing yards per game on the ground for some of these quarterbacks, ballooned by K.J. Jefferson, yes. Uh, but seven touchdowns, that's a little bit scary about how you're going to deal with the dual threat quarterbacks. I don't know what the solution here is, QB spy or some sort of defense that can bracket him in. But that's something that can really cause you issues, especially on third downs. If you have third and seven and the quarterback takes off and gives a back-breaking first down. So how does KU defend against the quarterback run? Fourth down, our final matchup here. KU receivers making plays on an island. Illinois, when they're going, will play a ton of man coverage. Uh, they graded out super well in coverage overall last week, which is interesting. They lost four defensive backs to the NFL last season. One was an undrafted free agent. Others, the other three were first, second, and third round picks successively led by a top five pick in the secondary. They lost a lot in the secondary, but they still had an 84.6 coverage grade against a good Toledo offense last week per pro football focus. Um, they, they had one uh, DB who had like a, a big pick six and, and he had uh, one of the highest grades overall on defense of any player in the country on pro football focus. So this is a still somehow a, a good secondary. They've just replenished with some some good new talent. Um, and so if you're going to put players on islands and put in man coverage, that's going to rely on Kansas. They're going to have to make plays in space and the receivers are going to have to win one on one, whether it's jump balls or just, you know, juking somebody by or, or out route running them or whatever it is. I trust the KU receivers. They were third in pro football focus last year in receiving grade. Uh, Luke Graham will wait and see what the status of him is. I know Bryson Stricker mentioned that uh, he thinks he's going to play. He seems kind of questionable. He would be a huge game changer in a game like this. If you're talking about an Illinois front seven that's getting pressure on Jalen Daniels, you need guys you trust. Jalen has had a bigger connection with Luke Graham over his career at Kansas than any other receiver. So that would be huge if he can play. But Lawrence Arnold, Quentin Skinner, can they win one-on-one? -on -one? Doug Amelia and some of the other receivers that are rotating in, Tanaka Scott, Trevor Wilson, can you win one-on-one -on -one enough to make the Illinois defense, you know, maybe have to change up their play a little bit and give you a little bit more openings in the running game. The KU receivers are going to play a huge part in this game for KU, and I think that's a fine thing for Kansas because of the fact that you do trust those receivers overall, especially if Luke Graham ends up playing and is healthy. 
right, we're going to finish up Hawks to Soar, Jayhawks to watch in this game. First, though, this episode of the show is brought to you by Game Time. You know, you might be going to the KU Illinois game tonight. Maybe you don't have tickets. No need to stress or worry. Just download Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite sporting event or music event, comedy event, theater near you, it should not be stressful. You're going to have fun. So why should the buying the ticket process be stressful at all? That should be fun too. Killer deals on last minute tickets and best price guarantee. You can stop stressing about any of the process with game time. I love using game time. I just used it the other night. Uh, allows you to see exactly the picture of where your seats are coming from. You can switch to the map view where you can see prices on tickets in every section across the way. So you know what's going on and you can be like, well, and I know these are the cheapest tickets and maybe I want to do that, but let's see. Oh, is there a good deal on, on section one somewhere where I'm getting great tickets somewhere? They have flash deals and last minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets, every kind of event in your area. You get those images of seat view, lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection. Get those exclusive flash deal tickets on football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On College for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Finishing things up, Hawks the sore players. I think could could uh, stand out in this game offensively. If Jalen Daniels healthy, good to go. He'd be the pick. Uh, otherwise, I, I kind of want to go one of two ways. I mentioned how important the receivers would be, and I think to that notion, um, Lawrence Arnold's going to be important. He could be a guy that wins a couple jump balls that help push the defense back a little bit or make big plays on third downs. Lawrence Arnold, somebody who I think could have a big game, and they kind of need to have a big game in this one. Uh, Jared Casey's another one because he's someone who could win in that passing game, but also someone who's going to set the big blocks that are going to be the key for KU you know, running on the outside and and hitting some of those big blocks that are going to allow KU to have big plays on the running game. As far as defense, I'm going with Kobe Bryant. You know, I I, I would love to take a linebacker because I think if you're talking about um, players that need to play well, you need the linebacker core. You need Rich Miller and some of these guys to play well against this Illinois offense. Um, but I think that's a question still. You're, you're wondering how is the KU front seven going to do against a physical offense like Illinois? So with Kobe Bryant, you have a known commodity here. And with Luke Altmaier, you have a young quarterback making his second start. Can you take advantage of that? Can you have another interception in back-to-back weeks? Can you have that game-changing interception? Can you have a big pick six? I think Kobe Bryant has the chance. Uh, they've got Isaiah Williams, who's a really good receiver. They'll kind of line him up around the field. So I don't know that it'll be like Kobe Bryant on him always, but you might get some matchups there. Can he make that big play on the outside? And I think he's got an opportunity to do that in a game like this against a young quarterback with an Illinois receiving group that's solid, but I don't think it's like uh, this this superstar group necessarily either. Uh, that's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Jayhawks. You can subscribe to our show. You can find us anywhere you get any of your podcasts. We will have a uh, reaction episode to what happens in the Illinois game at some time over the weekend when we uh, get a chance to do it. So uh, make sure you're following all our stuff there. You can hit me up on Twitter at D Johnson Radio. Have a great rest of your day, and we'll see you next time with Locked on Jayhawks.